1: what's up everybody welcome to the loud spot entrepreneur edition i like i said before i'm trying to get more than just music on here i got a buddy named christian Lefer on the show we are going to talk about a company he has instantnonprofit.com. this is my first time christian feel free to make fun of me if i say anything stupid all right let's get <laughs> this party started here we go let's- I did forget to mention, if you like this or any other videos that we do or uh, on any platform, please subscribe to our YouTube, or on Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. All the subscriptions, all the likes, shares, and comments really helps us out. We also got a Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash the loud spot. All right, Mr. Christian Lefer, I I might mess up your last name. If I do, please let me know. (laughs) Hey, that's all right. I've
2: been called worse.
1: (laughs) Okay. So before we get into uh, instant nonprofit.com, I do, I, you brought up earlier snowboarding and I saw that you were also into motocross maybe a little bit, right? Just a little, just a little. (laughs) So are those your, your extracurricular activities outside of helping people out with their businesses? hundred percent. It's my favorite
2: thing. I was once asked by a good friend who's an intuitive coach and all that. She's like, what's your favorite thing to do? I said I am in flow and you know my purpose my joy is racing through Moab on a dirt bike. And she was like when's the last time you did that? It had been 5 years. It has never been 5 years against uh, again I pulled the thing out of the dirt out of the garage <laughs> and I make it part of my my life every week every every year in uh, Colorado here.
1: You have you have to do it for just mental saneness, you know. Yes. Like you have to do something just for yourself. But now, okay, so instantprofit.com. I did some look on it. So you help people start nonprofit businesses, correct? Absolutely. We are a done-for-you end-to-end idea to
2: IRS tax-exempt status or a company that helps you stay focused on your mission by doing all that crazy bureaucratic stuff for you with very little work
1: and about a third the cost of an attorney. Okay, so, okay, going into into that there's other companies that would do stuff like this for instance legal zoom would be someone who would who would help but I, I i know that look on your face when i just said <laughs> legal zoom i know that look on your face because trust me i've been there and i've done that with legal zoom but legal zoom really doesn't get involved with your company it seems like you really are there for your clients as a well-rounded firm to help them organize and create and succeed.
2: That's right. That's right. As a matter of fact, you know, it's funny you say that I, we don't build ourselves up at this company by denigrating other companies. So let's just call those companies rocket zoom. Right. And <laughs> right. what they do is drag you through an almost as painful process as the government does. They just yeah. do it in online and, and, sort of in a, in a, in a, in a logical progression, right. Versus right. like a pile of papers. But What's important is that the IRS does not – they don't speak the language that we speak, whatever that is. It's not right. English. So we translate everything that uh, that is is in IRS speak, state agency speak, and we take the 26-plus discrete steps in the process, put them in the right order, and make sure that you can just go from step to step to step. Right. And we only get that information one time. We do not need your name 27 times for 27 forms. We're going to do that all for you because our main thing and even things like uh, what's my mission statement? People try to, you know, they have like Mm -hmm. three pages. We help them with a one sentence mission. Yeah, It's it's not supposed to be three pages. Fill in the (laughs) blanks. Right. And then that's what works inside the government forms. Plus, that is a weapon in your pocket. When you have right. a one-sentence mission statement and you say, like, hey, I have instant nonprofit.com. we help nonprofit founders with a done-for-you process so you can stay focused on your mission and get your 501c3, that's our one-sentence mission statement. When you equip somebody with that for their business, they are, like, lethal compared to stumbling into, you know, a donor on the street and then, you know, the the, the guy's looking at his watch in 45 minutes wondering how to get out of the conversation.
1: So, okay, Let's dumb this down for people who don't know what a nonprofit is, because you know, even I've always in businesses I've started, it's always been a for-profit business. What would you categorize? Let's say someone start a business and they're like a nonprofit sounds good. What exactly is a nonprofit? Because they still profit, correct?
2: Yeah, unfortunate the word nonprofit, it's just such an unfortunate term. I love to call these organizations for purpose, right? Okay. Not nonprofit, because it is a business entity, first of all. The customers might be different, the source of revenue might be different, and the people or animals or the environment, right? The the beneficiary might be different. But ultimately, you need a business model for anything. Right. You can't save the world if you can't pay the rent. So a nonprofit is just a type of business. It's a type of corporation that has a tax exempt status. It does not pay federal income tax. It can also be exempted from state income tax and other taxes after getting federal income tax. That's the number one difference. The number two difference, which is actually foremost in people's minds when they start a nonprofit is tax deductibility for donations. Okay. If Sebastian is making whatever the cutoff is right now, I think it's about $168,000, right? And wants to knock down his tax burden from the 38% bracket to the 32% bracket. You can give away three or five thousand dollars to knock that top line of income down and save okay. maybe 15 plus in taxes because you're going to get a tax deduction that is going to t- be taken off of the top line of your personal income and that is a motivating factor for many people and it's just a check the box factor for many others people don't give because they're going to get the donation the deduction but they sure like to have it and it just helps push them off that fence and
1: get them to write that check to you but not not every business can be a nonprofit. Like for, for instance, for instance, uh, I had a mineral buying company where we bought oil and gas rights in Oklahoma, and we, we would buy them for a certain price. And either how it worked for us is we would find an investor who'd either buy it from us or give us some sort of commission for going into their areas and buying the areas that they wanted under under a drill bit, right? And that called, the company was called Fire Creek Petroleum. Now, Fire Creek could not be a nonprofit, right? That that would be that would not That's not correct. not it would not fit in the guidelines of a nonprofit.
2: That's correct. The there are a number of different types of nonprofit, and when you think about charitable, right, it's generally uh, educational, scientific, building the community, uh, helping uh, children or are uh, at risk. Uh, at-risk populations. It's helping the environment. It's uh, preventing cruelty or suffering of animals. Those types of things that you would normally consider charitable activities are what you would file for under a nonprofit. Uh, But, for example, uh, some businesses are inherently eligible to become a nonprofit. For example, we do rehabs. We do a lot of therapy offices Ah. because the therapy office, the other difference, the third main difference between a for-profit and a nonprofit is there are no shareholders at a nonprofit. So if you want to build value in something, right? So if the value of your land landman company sure. is really you. Like if you go away, there's no value there because you're not building systems and hiring all these people and having goodwill and super bowl ads and all that stuff. Right. So there's no transferable value in the entity itself. If the, org, if the company is mainly built around you, uh, Sebastian, then you, you you represent the value. What you do, your, your chutzpah, your hustle, all that stuff, that's the value of the company. It's Well, with certain nonprofits like therapy offices, the value is in the people's names who are behind the, the therapist, right? They have a book of business, essentially, that right. makes them attractive. They get referrals, et cetera. They're, the therapy business itself isn't something to sell. It's the, the value is in the peep the therapists who are at the therapy center. At the at the so clinic, that's a, right. That's a great example of something that can be an, a therapy office can be a nonprofit. That way the business itself isn't taxed at the corporate level. They can save up, they can roll money over from year to year to get a new building. They're not going to be taxed on that as profits. And they still get paid just like everyone else in any business for their services. So okay. they can get paid as a W-2 or a 1099 by the nonprofit that they may be on the board of and they, they run for the benefit of their patients.
1: Okay. Before you started, before you started uh, instant nonprofit.com, that is the website people can go to if they're interested and start in starting an in profit. Great website, by the way, fantastic, easy to use. I went through it. I saw some YouTube videos on there. Uh, You got, we're going to go over the training and all that stuff also that you do before you started this. Uh, I saw, I think it was 2012, you and some buddies kind of got together and we're going to do this. What did you do before this and what made you decide to go to, to start a nonprofit to begin with?
2: Before I started in this nonprofit space, I was a fundraiser and I did issue advocacy for a number okay. of different types of cause. Now, a lot of the work I did was preserving freedom. Um, and limited government, right? So I would, uh, we would uh, work on things where people were maybe allowed to homeschool their kids. Now that's become a big movement. I was helping preserve the rights of parents to homeschool prior to it being coming such a big movement uh, in the pandemic. Now everybody's heard of homeschooling. It used to be kind of weird. <laughs>
1: right. Um, yeah, you're right.
2: I, I also, uh, you know, <laughs> My my job, and and, and this goes back to when I was eight years old and and my mom sat me down and explained why my little sister, who was almost four, wasn't speaking. She wasn't verbal yet because she was Mm -hmm. developmentally disabled. Now, you couldn't tell. My sister kind of looked like all the other kids, but she would never develop like the other kids. And so I'd always had that uh, desire to fight for the underdog because of that experience. And so all the work I've done, whether it was issue advocacy or fundraising or now with helping thousands of nonprofits get off the ground... It's about kind of level, leveling the playing playing ground and helping uh, the little guy and even the exited tech entrepreneur now. We have people from all walks of life. We want to take these burdens out of their way so they can become the great leader, the great nonprofit founder, bringing help and hope to the world that they can be and remove all those bureaucratic barriers. So there's always been this kind of fighting for the underdog spirit, all right. of it.
1: Well so before you started this, I guess you got with some friends and it took, I guess you were calling the IRS, you were you were making phone calls because it was it took a long time to start a nonprofit, which is probably very discouraging to people who want to start a nonprofit. I would put nonprofit as this: it's a company, it is profitable. Okay, let's let's make that clear. It is profitable, but it almost seems like it's there. More for a community outreach or community help. Um, is, is that accurate?
2: Yes, it has to be for something that benefits, has an ancillary at least result of benefiting benefiting society. So oh. we start everything from animal rescues to uh, sometimes little league teams need to get uniforms or wrestling clubs need to get okay. $200,000 worth of mats and the school can't pay for it. They will literally start a 501c3 just to do that and then to maintain the equipment. We've also okay. gotten... Maybe the first or one of the first ayahuasca churches approved in the, oh, cool. in Denver here, where we've already legalized psilocybin, um, and so that's kind of a spiritual purpose, and that's a little bit cutting edge. I love those kinds of projects because it's real people trying to do real things to help people overcome trauma and heal, and all those kinds of things. And, so and psilocybin's mushrooms,
1: right? Yes, psilocybin's yep. mushroom so people that don't know. That. With psilocybin, it is it is a in Colorado, I guess it's a legal form of, of a hallucinogenic mushroom. I think that's what makes the hallucinations possible. Is that accurate? Yeah. I don't yeah. know.
2: I don't, it, I don't contains, know. Yeah. It contains compounds that kind of okay. strip away
1: the ego and make uh, make one face oneself. Put it that way. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how frustrating was it then to start a nonprofit? It took, what, a year or so to to get one off the ground back in like 2012 before like, you know, back that is one of the reasons why you started your company. Right. And yeah, absolutely. yeah And then for it to take that long, how, how people give up on it because it just takes forever to create one. They give up, which is then doing a disservice to the community.
2: Yeah. We get calls from people all the time who have been trying to start their nonprofit for years. In many cases, they paid some consultant or they even paid a lawyer, a bunch of money for a retainer. And guess what? Retainers don't come with guarantees. Ours comes with a guarantee. You pay us, you're getting your 501c3. And so what I did was back then I said, okay, you guys, you know, let's start this nonprofit. You guys go raise a little money and build a website. Let me, let me see that application. I mean, how hard can that be? And so I called the IRS and I reached the front desk and I said, I want to know, you know, how long is this thing going to take a month, you know, whatever. And I was a typical time
1: frame would be a month, right? You would think a typical away. time frame would be a month. Or you would so. think.
2: You would think <laughs> yeah. it was a year, and I was so morally outraged that I what I did was I my my agent was never available, so I took their phone number, and I changed the last two numbers, and I called about twenty or thirty extensions north and south of that number, knowing I'd probably get somebody in that IRS department. And if somebody picked up the phone, I would beg, plead, cajole. I'd try to send them chocolates, whatever I could do. Whatever. What makes the perfect file? Why does this take so long? Why do these things get rejected? And the main one was like, what would make you feel good? What would make your day make you feel like somebody appreciated this kind of crappy job that you have sitting at a desk with piles and piles of ridiculously unprepared or overprepared piles of paper? And so I pulled that all together and I curated it into what I call the love letter to to a bureaucrat. Because nobody loves bureaucrats. Nobody loves bureaucracy. It's like going to motor vehicle is the classic joke. But what if you showed that person at that desk you actually cared about their job and you actually put some work into making their experience better, not just the the person Mm -hmm. who's filing? And I'll tell you what, we got like a five or six week approval on that first one. Wow, and then I put myself to the test. Uh, we had some friends in town. They heard that I had done this. Of course, you know I mentioned it to a couple of people. I was pretty blown away. They said, "Hey, we have a billionaire donor. We have a guy that just sold his tech company for a billion dollars. These people aren't just floating around everywhere." <laughs> so I was like, I- "I'm listening." They said he will <laughs> fund this little school in a rural area where they didn't have a lot of you know options for education. Mm-hmm. He will fund this school. But the condition is you got to have kids in the school this school year. And we were talking about seven, eight weeks out that that we would wow. have to have kids sitting, but sitting in seats and that he wanted to have that approval so that he could get that tax deduction. Cause he just got right. this huge tax bill, as you can imagine. Well, after a sleepless night thinking about it, I just couldn't pass up the challenge. And I was like, I'll, I'll take that. If I have to drive to the IRS and like stick this in somebody's, you know, across somebody's desk, I'll do it. And I took all those things I learned, and I put them into practice once again. And lo and behold, I got an approval in about six weeks. The kids wow. got into school. I even put my kids into that school because there weren't a lot of options. And right. um, I didn't have to face a bunch of, you know, like have nightmares with crying kids because that <laughs> did And from there, that was where I knew I probably could do something where I could make this a business. And I'm so glad I did because I get this good energy given to me from all over the world Absolutely. right now to start a US 501 C three to do good things. And I get to receive all that good energy every
1: day. That's awesome. Have you ever had somebody that comes to you with just an idea, right? Let's say I have an idea tomorrow. Okay. And it's, it's a nonprofit. I don't know what I'm doing, but I I say, Christian, here's my idea that I have. Can you make this become a reality? Are you able to get somebody? I mean, do do you take everybody or do you, do you, really vet the person you're wanting to help to make sure that they're going to succeed before you just because they got to pay you for your services right so do you just take everybody or do you really just want to help the ones that you know have a plan they're going to make it because if they make it they make your business model look good and they're going to talk about how they started it by by using your website and your name and helping you grow as a brand What, what, what do you do with someone who just has an idea
2: Somebody has an idea. They'll book a strategy call. And as a matter of fact, your listeners can go to instantonprofit.com slash the loud spot and book a free strategy session. uh, Sign up for our free 10-day boot camp, 10-lesson boot camp, which tells you everything you need to know to start a nonprofit. And there's all kinds of other resources there as well. So say you had an idea to start a music festival. You love music, right? You're you're dealing with all these artists. Which
1: I could do maybe one day, right? Because I'm in touch with all these bands.
2: Exactly. A lot of music festivals are nonprofits, right? It is a really? community building effort. So, um, and it's got to do with the arts. There's a whole bunch of boxes that that particular idea checks. So what we would do is have a strategy session. And in most cases, people that come to us already know that they're doing something charitable. Um, they're just really concerned about how hard the paperwork is. But in some cases, people have an idea and they're like, I don't know if this is a nonprofit or a for-profit, or maybe some other kind of nonprofit, not a 501c3. There are a number of other types of 501 organizations. The most common being a uh, Chamber of Commerce. That's a 501c6. And we don't need to get all into that, but people understand Chamber of Commerce is there to help its members. And so it's a little bit of a different designation, but we've, we've done those as well. But Say yours is a charitable organization. You want to build community. You want to get people back out into the world uh, following the pandemic, feeling good, supporting these artists and all that stuff. And you want to have a venue because so many venues have been lost and shut down
1: Uh, through that process. Before you go on any further about that, I want to continue on this subject. I do want to let, I have lots of friends and bands, lots of managers for bands, lots of touring managers, lots of record label owners. Okay. If you are listening to this podcast, this episode on YouTube, wherever you're getting it, listen to what he's saying right here because this could be a way for you to start a nonprofit for for uh, for the community and get some tax write offs. Anyways, go ahead, Christian, fin- finish that yeah. thought. Sorry, no, that's all right. So a lot of str- a lot of venues have been struggling. A lot of artists are struggling,
2: and so you go, okay, I've got this platform. I'm going to connect the artists, the community, and provide a venue, and maybe even allow people to uh, contribute at that event to saving some of these classic historic venues that are being lost due to Mm -hmm. inability to have shows during COVID, right? This is a great idea. I walk you through that on a call. And this is how we're able to, you know, have a 200% IRS approval guarantee, because we know on the front end that you're going to be eligible for IRS status, So we get that taken care of on the front end. And if for some reason it doesn't work, we're going to help guide you into, you know, another avenue, whether that's a nonprofit or a for-profit, just by having that conversation, that strategy session. But say your nonprofit for this music uh, festival Mm -hmm. is something that that is viable. We're going to walk you through all the steps, help you. We have a a great process to come up with a name that's going to last and maybe won't feel dated to you, you know, um, a year from now. Um, we help you with that one sentence mission statement formula and just those basics. And then you need to run a board meeting. Well, who the heck has run a board meeting? If that's not something you've done all the time, we have, we give you as a customer free how to run a board meeting in 30 minutes or less training with matching nine step agenda. We do all your board minutes and uh, resolutions. That's all pre-formatted for you. It's just
1: paperwork that has minutes of meetings and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, and it's all pre-written, so you can yeah. again. It's about
2: helping you stay focused on your mission. So what we're, we really sell is a success package, not just some filings and like, hey, good luck. And then we can Have, maintain it for a year over year, so you don't miss any of those filings, and uh, and get a nasty letter from the government because nobody <laughs> likes those.
1: Have you been able to help somebody really with no business mindset and develop them into a a a, a profitable organization? That is a nonprofit and help them succeed. Someone who just doesn't really know at all what they're doing. Have you have you seen a good turnaround um, with your strategy and your formula with helping people out?
2: I absolutely have. That, and that's what we're here for. We just help show them the business end of the nonprofit as well with our training, even our free training, our one on one level training that comes with the nonprofit package. Yes, do we have further training down the road? Absolutely. But it's kind of like when you run into an artist, not a business person at all. And they say, you know, I'm, I'm just people are contributing. They're throwing enough dollars into my guitar case here that I'm actually able to start making a living and eating from this. Now, what do I do? Right. They just mm-hmm. need the basics of business so that they can pick up and increment their way into uh, a more, you know, a, a contract and and maybe having a contract with their band members and having a manager and getting booked on tours and all that businessy kind of stuff. It's right. the same exact thing with a nonprofit. You want to have it formalized enough so that you're uh, you're a real organization. People can give that dollar and then get that donation. And then there are certain things that you need to do that you can just kind of baby step your way into initially. And of course, when we get somebody who is like that ex- exited tech entrepreneur, we have packages all the way up to $10,000 with a lot more done for you so they can hit the ground running. But people who are starting the Little League, starting the music festival, and they're just trying it out and they don't know how well that'll it'll do. We have packages to fit every budget because we're really here to change history, to bend the arc of history in this world by having tens of thousands of people who have a great idea in their heart to be able to enact that out in the world and make change. And man, if we ever needed it in history, we got to pull together and help each other in these communities because government isn't managing it. And we've, you know, as we're finding, a lot of things that we counted on in the past just aren't there for us. So we have to just band together and and help each other and just, you know, put one foot in front of the other.
1: It's so true. You know, companies like you and what you're doing with instant nonprofit.com is really helping other people out, build a community. I mean, that is, that's great. You know, going through your website, I did want to mention some of the, of the, of the key, uh, I guess, uh, pages or items I saw on there that your company does offer. And I thought it was really interesting. You do all you have free training. First of all. Okay. Not everybody. Listen, people, you can't go to legal zoom and get free training. I promise you that you cannot go there and get free. <laughs> They're going to charge you an arm and a leg for, they may charge you for calling them. I don't think they do, but, but, but I wouldn't be surprised if they try to. Okay. You got free training. You get then you get a startup kit. Okay, so you go through like I guess a, a consultation, right? You go through like a consultation with somebody. You get your free training. What's the start? So the startup kit kit would include, I guess, um, all the paperwork that you need to fill out to get to the IRS and the different government agencies, local, state, federal, um, to get prepared to start. Right? Is that what's in the startup kit? Yeah, the startup kit is it's similar to our uh, boot camp, right? Okay. And what it does is walk you through,
2: okay, maybe you have a name, maybe you don't, right? So you can kind of Chinese menu your way through the startup kit and say, okay, I, is my is my name something that I think will last? Well, there's four steps you can put that through a little process. Same thing with the mission statement. Um, how many board meetings do I need to have per year, right? We only need to have one. It's really easy. And as a matter of fact, we're going to give you a board recruitment form that says exactly the few things that your three board members need to have. Oh, and by the way, That's how many you need to have. You need yourself, your mom, or your best friend, your band manager, whomever. You need two loyalists to be alongside of you at minimum. And we explain what a board is, what it does, and why you want to keep that a small number because you don't want to make things complicated for yourself by having 21 board members. You want to have three to five board members that are really loyal to you and understand the mission and are just going to support what you're doing down the road. You can get those wealthy folks. You can get those big wigs in the community Mm. or the mayor or somebody to be on your board, but you don't want to do that on day one. You want to make things nice and easy for yourself. And so we explain how to increment your way to greatness, because if you put every big barrier in your way and you go, I have to, you know, I don't have a place to live. I need to build a skyscraper. It's
1: not the way to go. <laughs> you know, I did not think first of all, that we were going to relate this to music in any way when we first started this. And, and boy was I wrong? Cause we were able to turn that around, which I find very interesting. Okay. I also, What is seed money magic? What, what, what is that
2: seed money magic is a little course that we have. And again, it is the most basic, the most simple, uh, fundraising plan. You don't need a bunch of technology. You don't need to be in sales. It it has a simple phone script. It's got a simple list that you build out. It explains the mindset um, of how to go about inviting people to a bigger life and how to turn that thing around in your mind where a lot of people that are in nonprofits and, heck, a lot of people in music, we're emotional, we, we are empaths, right? We take on what we see in the world and turn that into music. Well, some people take what they see in the world and turn that passion and that concern into a nonprofit. And what Seed Money Magic does is it takes away some of the fears that we're selling or we have to get something out of someone. And it turns that around so that what you understand is that you're actually inviting someone who's you know maybe, maybe in a cubicle in, in a corporate job where they make good money, but they don't get the chance to go volunteer for that, Dog shelter that that dog foster dog uh, care or they right. they want to go down to the soup kitchen and volunteer they want to be a part of people's lives in a way that they just can't right now because they have these corporate responsibilities or they have their own business or what have you so what we do with the seed money magic is not only do we give you the tools and the steps I mean to me that's the easy part turning the mind around to where you understand that you're inviting that person to have a bigger life tomorrow than they have today by allowing them to take some of that energy they've built up in the ter- in the form of money and to give it to you to do something good in the world and that that's actually going to benefit their life you're not taking away from them at all you're giving to them and so you you become you start to see yourself as this conduit of good mm-hmm. and then it's not about money it's about kind of trading forms of energy and meaning and purpose so that you can help people take the extra money they have Turn it into something good for someone, and then take that need that this person has and explain how you've changed that person or that animal's life to that other person. And write this is a big, beautiful exchange, just like music is. We always have to transmute emotion into music, and that whether that's anger and it's thrash or it's uh, a lot you know, of my metal Denver. guys are a little
1: angry, I think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not all the yeah. time, but sometimes, 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 it's a little dime al- bag. <laughs> if somebody's already a non profit and maybe they're seeking some more guidance. Do you pick up, I guess it's clients, other people that are, are, are already nonprofits to maybe help them grow. Is that something that you also provide? Sorry, I missed the, I missed the question. Let's say somebody's already, let's say I already have a nonprofit, right? And I'm uh-huh. kind, I'm not, I'm kind of failing at it. I'm just not doing a good job and sure, I need sure. some guidance. Could I, could someone like me reach out to you and use your services instead of just starting one up, but also guide me into maybe a better direction that I'm heading to, or is it just to help you get started? Our
2: core services are that sort of done for you, 501c3 startup pack and maintenance services. But we do have, uh, how to raise money. We have a major gifts masterclass and, and some operational training because a lot of the times people have everything they need already. They just don't know how to put it in order. They don't know how okay. to organize what they're doing, and they also don't know how to take advantage of a lot of the free things that nonprofits are can avail themselves of. Right. So a lot of software companies will give you um, software or things that will make your life easier for, for free or for a major discount because you're a 501c3 nonprofit. So that's kind of what we, you know, we, the graphic okay. services and, and help that we provide.
1: Do you remember the very first nonprofit? I'm sure you remember the very first nonprofit you helped get off the ground. Yeah, well, company, it was that school. And okay. Oh, that was for your hair. Okay.
2: Okay. That was that school, but I would say you know one of my one of my favorite uh, nonprofits that I'm working with, and and the, it's actually right now, like the one that really blows my mind and go and I go, okay, this is really where this can go. This is how big this can become. Is I'm currently working with a gentleman very successful. He was in uh, he, he led like thousands of coaches who yeah. are helping other people, right. To, you know, get their band together, meet their life goals, whatever, right. Like kind of conscious life coaches who are very effective. He's ex- exiting out of that business and he's just a serial entrepreneur. And what he's doing now is creating these sustainable land projects all over the world so that people can um, get together on on a on a basis that is a little bit different than what we're doing now and a lot of it revolves around bitcoin and crypto and so I just
1: had an episode about bitcoin and crypto I, I saw just, that I just released it today on Apple and Spotify which this is this is actually gonna air on this coming Monday so it'll be a week ago but yeah anyways yeah it's it's pretty cool episode check it out if you haven't
2: yeah it's exciting and so a lot of people who are in into crypto and sort of I think we're all getting over this idea that, um, you know, these old old fashioned structures, right? Like there's kind of this distrust of politics and the church and even just like, yeah, what do some of these institutions mean? Big universities, all that stuff are losing credibility and people are wanting to get real and get back to building a society where, you know, you and I can exchange and build a community that we believe in and not. You know, not have it run by big tech or government or or the church or whatever. And so, uh, this gentleman is creating this ama- these amazing spaces where people like us can get together and you know steep ourselves in the arts, uh, have a have a a way a way of and that's crypto a way of exchanging you know mm-hmm. my services for your services et cetera and get back to community in a way that really we've just been kind of atomized from each other through the pandemic. And I think projects like that. They're so crazy that they might just might work. And boy, yeah. aren't we all looking to have a new way of doing things that is much more sustainable than, you know, the, the pumped up dollar and a lot of other things that were just like, okay, when's, when's this
1: going to hit the fan? You, you never know. I do want to ask you Yippie Kaye, Is that still a company that you, that did, is that something you owned or, or were involved with? Yippee Kaye is the corporate name of this company. We changed. We
2: we rebranded from Yippee Kaye. I'm a big Bruce Willis fan. And, um, you know, whether you like Gene Autry, the cowboy, or Bruce Willis, Yippee Kaye kind of comes back from cowboy days, but it's the same spirit, right? It's helping the little guy, fighting the bad guys, bringing light into the darkness. So our attitude is still Yippee Kaye, but instantonprofit.com is a heck of a lot easier to say, spell, and remember when you're trying to (laughs) dial that URL.
1: That no, that, yeah, it def, I definitely agree with you on that. You know, you've been great to have on the show. I'm, I'm happy. I'm able to have you on. I know that there was a, a cheat sheet I didn't get. Is there anything that you wanted to mention Um while we're still, we're about to get off here? Is there anything that you want to talk about though before we got off? Before we got off the episode?
2: Not. I mean, I feel like we covered so much of it. And Good. you know, all I would say is that whether it's music, whether it's business or, or your side hustle, right. Your, your, your podcast, you know, we drive ourselves very hard. We ask a lot of ourselves and man, you have done an amazing job with this show. I love your episodes. I like want to put them all on, on, you know, stream them all, but we got to always remember to take care of ourselves, put, put our own oxygen mask on, breathe and just be for a minute because man, you know, we just generally go at it pretty hard, and it's like get this done, and and did I do enough, and all that stuff. And we each have inherent value, and so taking time to slow down sometimes can lead us to those really big, beautiful ideas that make life all worth it. So that's kind of what I want to leave with you.
1: You know, I man, it's been fantastic. I do. I want you to stay right there till after the outro song is done. I want to remind all my fans. You know, we do mostly music, and the next few episodes are all going to be a hard rock and metal podcast. But I am changing it up a little bit. I, I do, uh, as an entrepreneur myself, I like talking to other entrepreneurs. Getting different ideas and being able like this to be able to relate it to music is just absolutely fantastic. And you just never know where the conversation is going to lead. So I do want to remind you, once again, if you like this episode, like us on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube, listen on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you find your podcast, Deezer, and our Patreon page. We love Patreon. We make no money doing this. We we are literally a nonprofit <laughs> uh, co- company doing this podcast. Uh, that's all we got. Christian, please stay right there until after the song plays. Peace out, rock on, and much love. This is the Loud Spot outro by Nothing Short of Tragic.
0: Is
2: this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the Loud Spot with Sebastian? Yeah. The fucking short of tragic, have back again. Because yeah. everything that's good really has to end. Yeah. A big post has a pin show, so to get more episodes, make an order, this is
1: over. Thanks for watching our video. Don't forget to click the like and share button.
2: Don't forget to go to our YouTube and subscribe.
1: If you want to listen to our audio and pick up some cool merch, go to www.theloudspot.net. Peace out, rock on, much love.
0: What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money? 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop?
1: Would I shop?
0: Would you kill?
1: Yes. I'm
0: out here. My mom right there. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more, from assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.